Welcome to the Self-Care Tarot Podcast with me, Kat Crawford. A podcast that uses tarot to delve a little deeper into self-exploration, enhance your journaling and aid with spiritual development. Welcome, my dears. How are we all? I hope we are all well and thriving. Um, Yeah, we're back again this week for another podcast episode. If you missed last week's episode, I was talking about how it's been an extremely busy week here at the Self Care Emporium HQ with a lot of exciting behind the scenes stuff being frantically sorted out by yours truly and uh, yeah you don't realize how hard it is to own a business on your own until you have 70 billion things to do and you're like it all needs to be done by this day or I don't make money and I'm poor and I'll be homeless and blah 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 anyway I'm rambling last week I relaunched my tariff for beginners course which was a huge deal and thank you to those of you who have gone over, taken a look, had a little looky at what the course is and what you can learn in the Tarot for Beginners course. I'd been working on it for a while, so trying to make it a lot more streamlined and exciting and moving into a new section of the website and sorting out payment plans and all that jazz. So it's been very businessy these past couple of weeks. It's all up and running now though, so if you want to head over and take a look for yourself, then you can. You can click the link in the show notes. But um, yeah, highly, well, I was going to say I highly recommend, but obviously I would because I made it. (laughs) So something else that is exciting, and I mentioned it uh, very briefly in last week's episode, but it is that I am running two tarot for reconnection workshops in September. So I did my tarot for reconnection workshop um, recently for the Manifestation Collective and everyone was fantastic and gave really good feedback and really enjoyed it. So the first one is on the 7th of September and there will be a second one on the 11th of September for those that can't make a weekday time slot. So the workshop is £25 for a ticket and lasts for about 90 minutes. It's limited to just 15 people. So if you want to make sure you have your ticket and you've grabbed that coveted place, um, please make sure you book early. If you are listening to this in the future... (laughs) hello future people then always check back to have a look at when the next workshops are because I will be running them regularly every year Um, they're just a really nice way to chat with people face to face and and get some live tarot goodness with all of you guys so yeah right that's it for housekeeping let's start to move into this week's episode because it is a juicy one this week we are working with the dreaded tower to look at how we can start to accept what was never meant to be so we'll be exploring the tower and how it clears the way for things that are more aligned and how we can learn to love the tower instead of fear it and really embrace those moments when they come into our lives. Yes, so I am a big fan of the tower, so I'm very excited about this. Um, But yeah, very long intro. (laughs) Let's get started with episode 22. 
of the Self-Care Tarot Podcast. Let's go. So, the tower. It is, uh, <laughs> it's a card that a lot of my clients see it and they're like, oh no, why? <laughs> what? Everything was going so well. Um, but I, I love the tower. It's, it is classed as one of the scary cards of the tower world. And often we, we fear these tower moments in our lives because they end up dislodging us um, and create instability where we would really like there to be stability so we feel like our world is collapsing around us or that we're unlucky or you know just terrible things are happening to us but the truth though is that this chapter of your life was only short term the tower crashes to remind us that it was never a long-term thing. It was never supposed to last for years and years and years. It is a bit abrupt and it's not very empathetic, I won't lie, but it is a, a kind of tough love, tough love, <laughs> tough love, tough love that we need. Tough love, That's I can't say that not Northern. It's a reminder, I've completely gone off track because I was fascinated with my own accent <laughs> such a narcissist thing to do so it is a reminder that life is fluid and that we are just along for the ride so there are things we can control but there are a lot of things that we cannot control and we just need to go with so often we feel tower moments so deeply because they don't cater to our ego so the tower doesn't care if you're feeling on top of the world or you're coasting along nicely, everything's going well. If this moment or situation was only supposed to be temporary, it's going to be cleared away no matter what you do. So there is a very similar energy with the tower and the death card in that it symbolises something that is is coming your way whether you like it or not, like it's inevitable nothing in life is meant to last forever and that's exactly what the tower represents. So on the Rider Waite card we see that very strong and tall tower on top of that cliff. That's um, essentially the comfort zone that we were just talking about. It's standing on top of your ivory tower thinking you've got it made but you've built that tower on rocky or even faulty foundations. It's like building a house overnight and expecting it to not have any structural issues long term. It's important to remember that when this card appears, it's not against you, it's for you. So it's not bad luck, it's realignment. We need to form a more positive relationship with the tower in order to really see and feel the benefits it can offer us. This is something we'll have done by the end of this podcast, so don't worry. Together, we're going to learn how acceptance is all we really need to really make the tower a card that we welcome rather than fear. So what role does the ego play in acceptance? We can't talk about the tower and acceptance of what's not meant to be without diving into the world of the ego. 
Once again, I'm leaning towards the world of psychology, so buckle up kids, <laughs> because it starts to get a little complicated, but I feel like I need to dive into this topic in order to really explore what I want to explore, so just bear with me. So the ego, according to Sigmund Freud, my man Sigmund Freud, the renowned German psychologist, is a part of our personality that mediates our ID and superego in order to create reality or understand reality. So our ID is the part of ourselves that urges us to fulfill our most basic and primal needs. So things like safety, food, water, sex, all of that jazz. The superego is our morals, our opinions, and they are usually formed during late childhood as we become more aware of society and the world around us. So the ego is the sort of referee of these two aspects that tries to find a balance that conforms to the demands of reality. So it's basically trying to balance out our primal needs with our kind of like societal guidelines that we have to stick in. So essentially it's our ego's job to make sure that the ID and the superego work together harmoniously, that our basic needs don't overpower our morality. And this is something that I really wanted to talk about because I think it really sums up what the tower represents and it can help you if you do struggle to kind of understand what the tower means. It can really help you dive into it in, in a very deep and internal way. So we often hear about the ego taking over or getting in the way of us like achieving something or trying to do something. But what this means is that the ego hasn't got full control over that ID part of yourselves. So Freud said that the relationship between the ego and the ID is like a horse and a rider. So when our needs start to overpower our moral compass, it's because the ego hasn't got full control over the horse that is the ID. So when we talk about the ego in well-being terms or in esoteric terms, such as in the tarot, we are referring to the balance between the superego and the ID. So there's basic needs and that morality and how that balance creates our perception of ourselves and how we are perceived by others. So basically how it creates our perception of reality, the world that we're living in. So when you hear people talking about a bruised ego or a blow to the ego, it's because there was an imbalance between those two aspects, the ID and superego which in turn creates a disconnect from reality. So if those two things aren't in balance, we can't make sense of reality correctly. It's distorted. Hopefully you're still with me on this. I promise <laughs> it will make sense. So when we see the tower, we often feel that sense of dread because we realise that we've maybe not been 100% honest with ourselves or, or realistic with ourselves. So it's that realisation that causes that jarring feeling of, of the tower, where we feel like we've been thrown in the air without notice because we weren't seeing the reality of the situation. Our ID was distorting how we see where we are and what, what was happening. So an example of this might be being in a relationship with someone purely for the feeling of safety and belonging. 
So those basic human needs or the ID as we've come to know them. However, the superego knows that this is not an ideal situation. So this partner doesn't make you feel loved or you have nothing in common with them. So they don't match up with what you've learned about what a good relationship is in society. There's an imbalance between the ID and the superego. Then the relationship falls apart, they break up with you or you break up with them or something happens. Life feels terrible, you feel unwanted and rejected. This is your tower moment, the bruise to your ego. It takes away those basic needs you thought you had already fulfilled and leaves you feeling like you have nothing. But this happened because you weren't where you were meant to be. You deserved better, but you weren't going to do that yourself. So the universe took matters into its own hands and basically dislodged you so that you had no other choice but to change your situation. It feels awful, but it is in service of you. It's not going against you. Hello, my dears. I wanted to quickly jump into this episode just to remind you that my Tarot for Beginners course has relaunched. It is now open for new students and there is also two different payment options to make it extra accessible for everyone, no matter what your budget. So this course is online. It is self-led. You get lifetime access, plus you get downloadable workbooks for each module. You get module assessments at the end of each module where I get to give you personalized one-to-one feedback and plenty more. So if you do want to find out more about Tarot for Beginners, then you can click the link in the show notes. Also, I wanted to quickly announce that I am going to be doing my Tarot for Reconnection workshop early in September. There's going to be two different dates, the 7th of September and the 11th of September. So you can book your tickets for that now. They are live on the website. Again, a link will be in the show notes if you want to join me for my Tarot for Reconnection workshop. So yeah, that is it. Thank you for listening, guys. And we're going to jump back into this episode. So I want to talk about the struggle between false instinct and reality because it's something that I have come up against a lot when working with clients Um, and it's a very tower thing to kind of experience. So often we can find ourselves in situations where we were certain that we were on the right track and now we feel like we're lost and confused because everything's gone to shit and we're like, "Ah, I don't know what to do. It can knock the trust we have in ourselves and knowing what we want and the steps we take to get it. Because it's like, well, if this has all gone wrong, but I felt like I was doing it right and everything was right, then maybe I'm not trustworthy. Maybe I can't trust that instinct, that that, um, intuition. So our basic needs, that ID part of our personality of ourselves is extremely strong. It was designed to keep us alive. So it needs to be able to like pack that punch. It's this basic need that can create that comfortable and settled feeling. And when that's taken away, that ID then creates panic and fear in order to try and get us back into that comfort zone. 
So this is what's happening in the tower. The ego is grappling to try and regain control so that you can make better sense of reality again. So instead of trying to battle against the changes and disruptions being kind of thrown up by the idea, we need to find a way to sit back and accept what's happening, to allow everything to play out. And then when it's all calmed down, take the time to review what is left over and be like, oh, okay, well, this survived the destruction of the tower. So this is clearly sturdy and stable and something that was meant to last long term. I'll keep that. And you basically rummage around in the rubble of the tower and try and find those things that have survived, that have withstood that destruction. And that is what you're going to be rebuilding with. You're going to be using those things to rebuild. This is something we'll work on in the journal prompts at the end of the episode, because when you put it into the context of your own life and your own experiences, it tends to all make a lot more sense than trying to visualise it from scratch. I've experienced this a lot with tarot reading requests um, around love. So nothing kicks that idea into overdrive quite like love and romance. I've had people come to me absolutely certain that the person they've been dating for the last three months is their soulmate, but they're now like being ghosted or the person has disappeared and they can't get in touch with them. And that person is, they just cannot accept that that instinct that they'd, they'd found their soulmate, they'd found their person, doesn't align with the reality that they're currently going through. Again, there is an imbalance between the ID and the superego. The basic needs are telling ourselves something completely different than what the superego is telling us. We can feel so certain that something is right for us when it isn't. But it's because your need for whatever that thing offers you is stronger than your morality at that moment. So your perception of reality is distorted because the ego can't get control of the idea enough to match everything up. <sighs> so much psychology. Anyway, <laughs> hopefully that all made sense because I really love delving into things like the ego and the personality and how it all kind of plays out, especially within tarot, because I think it helps us understand the meanings and experiences that the tarot cards have to offer a lot more. But if it is a case of you're just like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> That's fine. Maybe psychology isn't your route into understanding the tarot further. That's fine. Find your own route, whatever you need. Take what you you feel most drawn to from all the things I've just rambled about. And um, yeah, just absorb, <laughs> absorb it. So how can we start to accept what was never meant to be? So it's not an easy thing to do, obviously, because you essentially have to be able to see where these basic needs are coming from. We have to look at our reactions to this upheaval and we have to analyse them. Mindfulness is key for this. We have to be able to separate thought from feeling and make our way to rational thinking from a place of irrational thinking. A good place to start is to simply write down your thoughts and feelings about the situation. So leave no stone unturned and really lay it all out in the open. This helps by making confusing feelings tangible. 
which then helps you to work through them more methodically in a, in a way that your brain can kind of better understand. So once you know what you're working with, then you'll be able to start to dismantle them and dig deeper to find that root cause of those things. Like, why are they there? Why have they been created? I like to grab a highlighter or like a red pen or something and start highlighting the key thoughts and feelings. So for example, if you've just been broken up with or ghosted, you might write down about feeling rejected, in which case you would highlight the word, the word, the word rejection and work into that feeling. So where did that, where does that feeling of rejection come from? What facts is your, your brain kind of bringing up to validate that feeling? A good way to think about this tower work is by breaking it into steps. So here are the steps that I like to work with. You can find your own steps as you go along, or you can work from these or use these as kind of like a base. So my steps are this, identify, analyze, empathize and accept. You identify what the feelings are, you analyze where they come from, you empathize with your reaction and you accept the situation at hand. So the empathize bit is extremely important because it's something we tend to skip over. If we analyze and see that our reaction was uncalled for or extreme, we may be quick to judge ourselves, labeling our feelings as an overreaction or just being silly. So we really need to be able to kind of look at that analysis and be like, okay, this is how I felt at this time. This is why I felt this way. Um, I fully understand why that was my reaction, on and on and on. So once we've analysed our thoughts and feelings and understood why we have them and how we how they were formed and kind of what facts we've got to back them up, we need to be able to empathise and forgive ourselves for having that reaction. So everything you felt was valid and now it's time to dust yourself off and kind of move on, pick yourself up, rebuild. So for our journal prompts today, I'm going to use that four-step system. I should probably give it a name, but I, I don't know what to name it. Maybe the tower system? I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> let's start with the first step, which is identify. So prompt one, identify. Think of a time in your life when everything felt like it was falling apart. Write down what you felt, what you were afraid of, and what was it like going through that? I don't know why I said that like, said that like a robot. What was it like going through that? <laughs> I'm going to read it one more time. What was it like going through that? There you go. I read it like a normal person. Prompt two is analyse. So highlight any keywords that pop up in that entry. What feelings and thoughts really stand out to you? Now think about why you might have had those thoughts and feelings. What was it protecting you from, trying to get you to do? What comfort zone was it trying to return you to and why? Really diving in, analysing those, those thoughts and feelings that are most prominent. Prompt three is empathise. So write a letter to yourself, empathising with what you felt at that time. Write it as though you were replying to a friend who wrote the entry in prompt one. What would you tell them? How would you comfort them and reassure them? And finally, prompt four, we have accept. So now it is time to accept what was never meant to be. So finish the sentence, I accept dot dot dot. 
based on all the things you've uncovered in the previous prompts. So you can do this as many times as you like. You might even have a list of 10 sentences or starting with the words I accept. Do whatever you need to do, just finish that sentence I accept. So in order to accept anything, we need to have at least some understanding about what's gone on, which is why we've done a bit of work on better understanding our reactions to unforeseen events. So we need to be able to understand why we react in a certain way to better understand why we are holding on so tightly to it and why we can't let go. So we're really exploring our reasoning for for feeling so dislodged and uncomfortable by whatever the event the tower is kind of talking about. Why do we have these feelings towards the tower and the messages that the tower is giving us? So this is a, a way to really start breaking that down and working with that energy. So that is it for another episode. Again, another short one. I'm just kind of bashing out these short and sweet episodes. Hopefully they are perfect commuting time. <laughs> so you should be arriving at work right about now. Anyway... If you haven't signed up to the Self-Care Tarot mailing list to get regular weekly updates straight to your inbox, then the link is in the show notes for you if you want to do that. Also, if you don't mind popping over and leaving me a review, that would be fan-bloody-tastic. And sharing this with all your other tarot lover friends, that would also be fantastic. And yeah, I will speak to you guys again in next week's episode. I hope you all have a lovely week. and. I'll speak to you very soon. Bye-bye.